What's up, 4640? Tonight is one of our favorite traditions that we have here at 4640. As we always do following every retreat and camp, we bring up the series To Be Honest. And the idea is we want you as students to be able to ask us any question you want and we, the pastors of 46, will answer your question. Now, you can ask a question about the Bible, about God, about spiritual things. You can ask a question about life or psychology or you can try to stump us. You can ask us a question about sex or dating. You can ask us a question about ourselves to try to embarrass us. There is nothing off the table that you can't ask us. And here's how you do it. You pull out your phone and you text us. You text us at 265010. It's the same number we always have. So if you've saved it in your context, there it is. Then in the text message, you must write text 4640 colon. We're testing your grammar skills. Colon is the two periods on top of each other, right? Text 4640 colon. And then you can write whatever question you want. It will go straight to the intern's laptop where they will see what your question is and try to organize your question and then pitch it to us pastors over here. Now, FYI, on the average 4640, to be honest, night, we pastors receive 500 questions. Okay, so it will be impossible for us to answer every single question. It is not helpful for you to send the same question 20 times to try to motivate us to answer it because then it, it like freaks out the computer, stresses us out and makes it much harder to do our job. So send us your questions right now. Are they starting to come to us? Yes, they, they are. are. All right, let's get started then. Oh my goodness, so many already. All right, this one, uh, it kind of, you guys need to know that it only allows so many characters. So try to make your questions short, otherwise it cuts them off yes. and we can't read half of it. So this one um, says, Oh, where'd it go? It disappeared. I'm sorry. There we go. <laughs> That's embarrassing. This one says, what are your guys' favorite verses in the Bible? Uh, Psalm 89.15 says, happy are those who hear the joyful call to worship, for they will walk in the light of your presence, Lord. And I just love that because it's just like God is calling us to worship. And he's like, if you answer this call joyfully, meaning like you're at it, that just kind of like checks our attitudes. Like when we do what we just finished doing, we answer that call joyfully. It says, happy are those. And it's just, I want to be happy. So, mm -hmm. I, and I do like when I, when I answer that call in there, I always walk away happy. Man, I have so many, it's hard to pick, but I'm going to throw out Psalm 23 uh, tonight, which is one of my favorites. And it says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. And that just blesses me so much. And I read that 23rd Psalm over and over again. And it just gives me strength and courage. It fills me up. It lets me know that Jesus is always taking care of me. There's just so much goodness in the 23rd Psalm. It's arguably one of the best in the whole Bible. You could argue, but you'd be wrong. <laughs> All right. Um, Psalm 27, for sure. Not as good. Just kidding. Oh, <laughs> it is. <laughs> Just being dramatic for fun. Um, man, the entire, all of Psalm 27 just hits yeah, my heart a lot right good. now. Good. 
Um, I really, really like it, but... Um, my heard, heart has heard you say? What's that? My heart has heard you say? Yeah. Basically, my, my heart has heard you say, come and sit with me, and my heart responds, I'm on my way. Woo! Um, I'm on my way. Yep, on my way. It's, that was like opening of conference last fall. Yeah, yes. it's, still, it's still my favorite um, right now. And uh, one thing that I really like about it that it says um, a little bit further down um, is that basically, uh, and now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me, and I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Basically, it's saying, like, when you're in the Lord's presence, that, like, he shows you you're above your enemy. That's so cool to me. Um, that, like, whenever, and that, that call is, like, at, at your, your quiet time in your home, in your room, whenever you are, like, talking to God, praying to God, you're above the enemy. I just really think that's cool. Yeah. Um, mine's going to sound really churchy, but it just is my verse right now. Um, it's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. And I just, like, find so much peace um, when I choose to trust him. And so that's, that's what my verse is right now. Cool. So we've had a lot of questions about depression and like friends being depressed. Where should they go if they're depressed? Who do they talk to? Okay, I'll start. So first, it's important that we, we acknowledge the difference between being sad and being depressed. Yeah. Right now in our local community, there's a lot of talk about depression and there's a lot of talk about suicide. And it can be confusing because the majority of people on the planet are not depressed, but many people feel sad. And it is okay and normal and appropriate to be sad when things happen and a grandparent dies, a pet dies, um, there's a transition or a loss or something goes on, you break up, your best friend hurts your feelings. These things make people sad. And it is okay to be sad. It is not an emergency to be sad. You shouldn't read tons into it and think, I'm sad, so I'm depressed. I hope I don't kill myself. It doesn't work like that. Like, sadness is normal, and it's okay to feel that. Just like you feel joy, just like you feel angry, just like you feel happy, you feel all these different emotions in life that's part of being human. Depression is when the sadness does not go away for a long time. When even good things are happening and you're having a fun day, there's something broken inside where you can't, you can't shake it. And it's not a couple of days after a loss like a grandparent dying. It's for weeks and weeks and weeks. And if you're feeling that way, the best thing to do is get help. Because a lot of what's happening right now in our local community is that we're talking about depression and then we hear about the tragedies where young people have taken their lives. And the truth is that the majority of people who are depressed go and get help. We don't really hear about those stories as much because they're not as dramatic. But a lot of people struggle with depression or ongoing sadness. And they will go to a pastor, they'll go to a counselor, they'll go to a parent, a trusted adult in their life, and they'll say, I'm struggling with sadness, please help me. And we want you to know that that's the, that's the regular route that depressed people take. They get help, they ask for help. And it is okay to ask for help. Um, I personally have gone to a counselor. 
I have gone because I was struggling, because I was in a very sad season of life, and I didn't know what to do with my huge feelings. And so I went to therapy for several months to talk and process and, and work through the sad thing that had happened in my life, and it made me feel a lot better. And I think sometimes people think that if you go to a therapy or you go to a counselor that you're like really screwed up and something's wrong with you. Yeah. And we can't afford to have that myth in our culture. We have to be able to say, I need help, I need to talk about my feelings, and I'm gonna admit that I'm struggling. And guys, it was one of the biggest decisions and best decisions that I made. Yeah. And I think too, um, it's nothing to be ashamed of. Like you don't have to try and hide that or cover it. Talk about it, bring it to the light, and a lot of that power will break when you bring it to the light. Um, but just like Will and I talked about at O2, um, shame makes us lose our sense of belonging. So don't be ashamed of it. Um, bring that in, bring people in so you can also have that connecting kind of relationship and that belonging. I'll speak to the guys too in a little bit. Like I've, I've been to therapy. It's, it's, it's something that, it's depression itself. Like I think a lot of times we, or sometimes uh, we treat it like an incurable disease. Like it's something that's just going to latch on for a lifetime. And that's, that's, just, that's just not true. And I think that, um, you know, as far as the guys, like, we have, like, this I need to be tough mentality. And I, like, asking for help um, is, is, like, just the wimpy way to go. And that couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, like, talk to somebody. It, talk to me. Like, anybody here with an orange shirt or anything like that, like, talking to someone, just like, just like Sarah and, and Jill were saying, just like that's gonna it's gonna make the huge difference, and that's honestly how you get um, start to get help. The other thing you guys got to remember is safe to tell. I know the schools are pushing it, and we have pushed it here and things like that. If you see anyone who is dealing with depression, if they're cutting, if you see bullying, if you just see something on Facebook, you're just like that person. What they're saying seems really questionable. Like they might be doing something they should like they shouldn't be doing. Whether that's something illegal, whether that's depression, any of those things, you go and you can. Download the Safe to Tell app, Safe to Tell Colorado app, and then you and you turn that in to the right authorities, and the authorities will read it and get it to the right people. That is like the if you need, you're like I need to tell someone, but I don't necessarily want it to be me. It's anonymous. You go and you tell them that stuff. And there's all sorts of things you can you can get help for these people, and those people need you to do that. And it's important that you do that that small step. Download the app and report what you see. It's not tattling to get someone help mm -hmm. no nope. that is so important to know in almost every case that there is nationwide that said there's been a, a suicide <laughs> among young people or a school shooting columbine type incident almost every case like professionals have come in after the fact and interviewed students and in almost every case some student knew the other student's intention but was afraid to tell and so it, that's where the Safe to Tell app idea came into play is to make it easier for you guys to tell, to know who to tell, and to get real help. And, and it, we have to blow the stereotype out of the water that getting someone help is tattling right. or ratting them out or is not being a good friend. A good friend says, my friend needs help, please help them. All right, we've gotten a lot of questions about sex and dating. Um, just a general answer towards that um. okay um <laughs> I didn't hear the question because Will was distracting I'm me sorry. all right so someone says what should I do if someone is stops pressuring me to have sex 
or if someone is trying to pressure me to have sex, how do I get them to stop? Uh, break up with them. Yes, break up with them. Straight up. People you're not dating are unlikely to ask you for sex. Yeah. <laughs> and, and two, like, I understand that our stance on dating is not popular, but this is the reason why we suggest not dating is because it's not that we don't think it, like, you guys are emotionally, like, ready or, you, like, you guys have that maturity, but the problem is, is there's very real things that you have to deal with at this age that you shouldn't have to deal with. You guys are still kids. Like, have fun. You should not having, be having to quiz, ask this question yeah. of someone is pressuring me to have sex. You should just be like, I don't know what outfit to wear tomorrow. Or I don't know, like, <laughs> or let's like, I don't know whether or not I'm going to play basketball next year. Or I'm not sure what I'm going to do this summer if I'm going to spend 50% of my time watching Netflix or 90% of my time watching Netflix. Those are the types of things you should be dealing with, not these things. And when you open yourself up to dating, you get very real, like, adult issues in your life that it's hard to deal with those things at your age. And so that's why it's better to not date and to get into these situations because, guys, I, know, I love you guys, but you're kids, and you shouldn't have to deal with this stuff. And we don't mean that in a disrespectful no. way because we know that when you do begin these relationships – in some ways, you're kids, but in other ways, you're adults. And so you have very real feelings very quickly, as does every human being as they're falling in love. And it is so hard to figure out what to do and what not to do. So the 4640 pastors always recommend do not date in middle school. Be a guy that has tons of friends who are girls. Be a girl that has tons of friends who are guys. Get to know what you like in guys or girls in your friendships and, and start figuring that out and go to school dances and like dance with everybody and have a great time. And later, because the end result of dating is to marry. And um, you're either gonna marry the person you're dating right now or you're gonna break up. And if you break up, you get hurt because you're adult enough to have real feelings in that relationship and breaking up hurts a lot and we want to protect you from that. So I'm gonna add real quick to you. Um, kinda like, I just wanna kinda like talk to the person. I'm not calling you out at all. I'm not asking you to raise your hand or anything like that. But like, if, if this person that is trying to pressure you to have sex is getting any physical all or, or really like crossing any lines, like you need to tell someone. Because, like, the, the further they push, the more bold they're going to get the next time, the next time. You just shut that down. And if you need help shutting that down, talk to someone with an orange shirt. Talk to one of us pastors um, up here, whoever you're most comfortable with. And I know that's a big ask and that's a big risk. It, it, but if it's that far, like, you need to shut it down as soon as possible because um, it could get a, a lot worse in the future. Um, and so if that is getting... Um, like physically violent or like verbally abusive at all, like you need to shut that down as soon as possible. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, it says flee. That means run from sexual sin. And so when you're in a dating relationship, you're not really running from sexual opportunities. You're running towards them. And the other verse that really comes to mind is in Song of Solomon in two separate places. It says, do not awaken love until the time is right. So when we start playing with all those feelings and emotions that come in a dating relationship, it awakens even more those sexual desires in us. And then we have to try to control them all the way until we get married. And most people, the average age in America for getting married is 27 years of age. 
27 is the average age people get married. And so in light of that, you guys have like half your life more to not be married and therefore half your life more to control your sexual desires. And that can be really, really hard. Next. So we've had the question a lot of the show 13 Reasons Why. What is your take on it? Okay. 13 Reasons Why is very popular, but it glorifies suicide. It absolutely makes it seem like Hannah has the last word on everybody that's wronged her in her life. That is not what happens. When someone commits suicide, what is happening is they, they have ended everything. They no longer have a say. They no longer can fix things or write things. And even if you were to, someone were to go through a suicide and make 13 tapes and give them out, you don't have the last word. And all it does is destroy you and destroy everything else. And when you watch a show like that, no matter how good the acting is or how whatever, it glorifies and it makes suicide seem like a real option when you're depressed. It makes it seem like a lot of people are committing suicide. And that is not true. We talked earlier tonight about how most people, when they feel sadness, they feel sad for a while and it goes away. Some of those people progress onto depression and it takes longer and they need, they need help from either a doctor or a therapist or a pastor or a parent. And that's where most of these feelings end. But 13 Reasons Why makes it seem like everyone who gets depression ends up having no solution to their problems and they have to kill themselves. And young people, that is just not true. God is on your side. He is there to help you. There are pastors here to help you. There's Orange Team, there's parents, there's teachers. There are so many people that want to help you with whatever you're facing. And if you're facing some of the stuff that Hannah faced in that show, um, you've been sexually assaulted, you've been bullied, you've been stabbed in the back by your best friend, those are real things. Please talk about them. Please ask help. If you watch 13 Reasons Why, it will just make you feel yucky. And it will make you be more intrigued by depressing and sad things. There is no reason to watch it. And I hate even answering the question because some of you, I don't know if, if maybe you live under a rock, you maybe, I don't want you to be like, 13 reasons why, maybe I'll look it up. Don't, don't look it up. All right, we got the question. I got a word from God at O2. Now what do I do with that word? <laughs> keep it, <laughs> keep it, keep it. Um, Satan's gonna try and steal it away. Um, there's a, a proverb, or not proverb, but parable in the, in the Bible that, um, Jesus talks about like um, sowing seeds and some seeds fell on the footpath and were, were stolen away by birds. And that basically illustrates like um, God's, God's seeds um, and, and his words and his love for you um, and, and things that he wants for you. The enemy's gonna try and come in and like steal those away. He's gonna try and choke those words out. Um, and he's gonna basically try and make it to where the, the roots of those words or seeds don't grow deep. And so, like, good soil is what Jesus is talking about when he talks about, when he's illustrating this parable. And, like, the, the way that you really plant the, that seed, and the seed is the word, for, the word of God, like, um, in your life, as well as, like, the gospel in itself, um, the good news of Jesus. But, like, if you got a word on a key, um, 
And, or if you haven't gotten your key engraved also, talk to Tom after service and he'll be able to, to punch that word into that key. Um, if you're O2, you know what I'm talking about. But like continue to like look at that and visually try and remember the moment that you got it. Remember what it means to you and keep asking God about it more because there's so much more he wants to reveal. His, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His plans are, are, are way better than our plans. And so when you continually ask him about stuff, like, and, and a lot of that has to do with your identity and who you are, he has so much more to tell you than just one word. Like, I promise you, he wants to tell you so much more about you. Um, he made you. He, he created you for a purpose and a mission on this planet. So talk to him about it more and more. And that'll ingrain that word in you to where every time you look at it, like, you're just going to feel the Holy Spirit around you. Um, and uh, one practice that I do, um, I actually have my, like, I have, this is a list of words that, that God has given me. And I laminate it, put it in my Bible. And I look at myself in the mirror and I read it to myself. And it's, it's my identity. And like, as I look at my own eyes in the mirror, I know it kind of sounds weird, but man, it like sets my heart on fire and it really makes it, um, makes me, makes me view myself how God views me. So tell, you, tell yourself that in the mirror too is another good practice. So easy practical steps, write it down. Get a fancy piece of paper, get a journal, get something and write it down. Second, tell yourself it. Third, tell other people that love you it. So if your parents are believers in Jesus, tell them what God spoke to you. If your best friends or your older sibling, if there's someone in your life that you're close to that also loves God, share that with them. And just by repeating it to them, that helps strengthen what, what's going on in your life. It helps reinforce it. And those would be write it down, tell yourself, tell people around you that love you, tell one of us pastors, tell an orange team. We want to hear those things and that helps strengthen what God's doing in your life each time. And also real quick, just to add, something super fun too is um, look in the Bible and see what the Bible says about that word um, that God calls you. I very specifically remember one of the very first words God gave me and I like, that night I found a verse about it. And it, so that verse is really special to me and really dear to my heart as well. And God's word has a lot to say about who we are and just affirming and confirming a lot of those things and those identity things that he calls us and talks about. So look in his word and see what he says about that. Cool. Um, this has come up a lot, kind of a two-parter. What is y'all's favorite worship band and where can they find worship music? The internet. Joe. The internet, yeah. How many of you guys have Spotify? <laughs> okay. I, I thought you were going to say how many of you have the internet. So I was like, I have the internet. Everybody. Everybody has internet. <laughs> um, Spotify has everything on on it it's it's pretty odd not everything but it has a ton of good stuff on it or itunes music even amazon um like if your parents have prime hop on to amazon music uh like you can down like stream music if you have prime uh, it, there's a ton of worship stuff look up bethel b-e-t-h-e-l like bethel music uh desperation band has stuff um elevation worship is really awesome um, stuff like United Pursuit, Will Reagan is definitely oh. some like granola worship is what I like to call it. <laughs> so good. Um, but my favorite song currently is uh, the song called First and Only. We sang some of it um, during... Can you sing a little bit real Yeah, quick? it's... Be my heart's obsession, oh, yeah. first and only in my life. Yeah, yeah that song. I've heard it's of It's by Elevation Worship. It's called <laughs> First and Only. Um, the verses of that song just get me. It's just a... Yeah, I love it. Another super easy thing, if you don't remember anything that Joe just said other than Spotify, is 4640 actually has its own 
worship lists on Spotify that you yep. can subscribe to and you can download. Obviously, that's all free. And it's just 4640GJ um, that you search. And we have a prayer list, which is more mellow, calmer. And then we have a worship list, which is every song, for the most part, that Pastor Joe leads here in 4640. And it's all just grouped together. So I'm like musically illiterate and so that's what I did and I got lots of good stuff off of that and then I also follow Will's all the lists Will and Joe make because they're good at it I don't know the name of any bands or songs that I like um, I always have to say my favorite band is Joe um, he's a good band he's a good band and our, our 4640 house band but um, they're pretty good you guys should that's check them out my, sometime one of my, my favorite song right now is well, it's kind of a tie between two. There's one called uh, Holy Wedding Day, which is by the oh, city Harmonic. So good. Which is really awesome. But there's also one that uh, Pastor Joe, uh, Julie, and Amanda, they wrote called oh, Lost in You. So good. So good. Um, and they've, which they've, one's that one, Joe? I got it. Uh, steady my heart in your presence. Quiet my soul to steal you. Oh. Is that on Spotify? Yeah, on my have... Spotify. How do we get that on our Spotify? Joe. Anyway. Wait. That was, that was Amanda right there. Wait. It was awesome. Um, Lame. Yeah. And, and another thing to big church, like uh, over in adult services, they, they play this stuff. And of course, like we've, you guys have probably heard a lot of originals that Joe has already written that he, we play like your temple. The That's temple. something that Joe wrote. So um, good. Testimony. The testimony. So good. And so like, I just want to do another shout out to like how awesome. Yeah. Like our worship team is. It's really cool. It's really cool. I'm digging Carrie Job right now. I kind of go through seasons and have my favorite. Awesome. Um, but at the moment, her new album called The Garden. And is... I saw the garden. It's a pretty album. If you would just want to be like, hmm. <laughs> that's what the does album that even music. mean? I don't know. It's just pretty sounding. That's what I imagine yeah, Sarah's quiet times really are like. Pretty. You're just like, just it sounds like you're just, I don't know, like, <laughs> breathe. It's like, it's like meditation worship. Like, breathe deeply. So, seriously, though, there's a song called Speak to Me oh, on this oh. album. Gosh, so good. Why do you literally, like, to speaks to me every yet. time I listen to that song? Oh, Joe. <laughs> Boom. That one's good, too. So good. Was that just one question? Yeah. It was yeah. like, it was who's like your favorite a... band oh, okay. and what's the song, I oh, think. Okay. You know what I think would be so great right now that we've just never done? <laughs> I think it would be so beautiful if Pastor Kim just came and braided Joe's hair. <gasps> oh, my oh, God. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Is this happening Joe. right now? Corn Road Joe. Corn Road Joe. Well, we have to be practical. We don't have a lot of time. This so. is the greatest day of my life. This is. <laughs> Kim, Kim is so happy. Look at just, just, we'll keep on. Oh, it's the same hair. Wow. Beautiful. Okay. They're twins. They're so. <laughs> yes, this is so great. I've been wanting to do this for so long. Best job ever. Okay. Next Are we question. doing French? Joe, keep your hands Come to on, yourself. Man. Come on, Joe. Be, be a good a sport. player. Uh -huh. Let it happen. All right, next question. Next question is for Sean. <laughs> oh, okay. Sean. Yes? Why are you wearing a wedding ring? <laughs> oh, snap. Yeah, I, uh, Sean. What? Yeah, Sean. 
Uh, well, I got married. That would be why. Yeah. Yeah. Where is she? Right Stand there. up, baby. That's yeah. my beautiful wife. Come on down. Come, Come on, on down. Come on down. Come on. Yeah. Do you want your hair braided? So, You're going to have your you hair, hair braided. you want your hair braided or anything? So, just so you know, growing up in 4640 in Vertigo, Aww. Sierra has lived by the rule of only hand-holding, but now that she's married, she could kiss Sean right here in front of y'all, and there's nothing y'all could do because it's legal. So if they wanted to... Gross! Of that. Ew. We can still say gross. I see you, girl. I see you, girl. Come on. Ew. All right, all right. All right, let's... Come let's on, get... everybody calm down. Okay, let's rein focus. it in, all right? I'm going to throw up. It was worth it, though. Are you throwing up because of the Sean kiss Both. or because of the braids? Both. Okay. So... <laughs> this hurts. The, uh, so it can be as rough as you want, Kim. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, don't feel the need. <laughs> <laughs> we got the question. question. I really want to get better at reading the Bible, but it's super boring. How do I do? How do I get better at that? Rain it in, people. Yeah, guys, we're talking about the Bible Out. now. Joe, okay, so good question. Thanks for being honest. Um, it's not super boring, but certain parts are kind of boring. And so the idea is there's a good chance that you randomly started at a spot that's not that awesome to you yet. But later in life, as you learn more, you might find that part awesome. So what I would recommend is uh, using the table of contents of your Bible and going for the book called Proverbs. It's full of one-line sentences that you can read and think about their meaning very easily and apply that one sentence to your life. That is awesome to do. Um, if you love crazy, interesting sci-fi that's true, you might choose the book of Revelations. If you hate sci-fi, don't read that. But maybe you like action-adventure, like um, gladiator-style movies, then you might pick um, 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel, or 1 yeah. Kings and 2 Kings. So the, the key is the Bible is not, the choice when reading the Bible isn't start on page one and read a thousand pages. It's learn what's in it, learn how it's built, and read that. But page one is really interesting. Page one is interesting. It, it lags around page awesome. 100, though. Yeah. For a couple hundred pages. The, how I always remember it is, like, read what you need. Like if, like, if I need to, like, I need to read something about battle and blood and gore and man movie stuff. That doesn't really happen to me much. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm definitely reading, yeah, like, Samuel's Chronicles, like, da like David just, like, Slaughter Goliath judges is good stuff like that. Read what you need and just like take a look. Like, what do we want to read? Because yeah, it's it's awesome in there. Uh, something else I also tell you is there's this app on on your phone that you can get called Read Scripture, and it's really awesome. It has to do with some of those these videos that we've been showing um, in 46 for the last um, couple weeks. But like they give a video of a whole breakdown of any book in the Bible. So you could just like watch that video and then I'm, I'm doing the Bible plan right now. I'm in, ex in the middle of Exodus and it's really cool on like how it unpacks, like watch for these certain things to, to happen and like, like why God, like it was really cool. I just like didn't really read that deep, but it just like shows you some really cool stuff and it's all illustrated and the, the guy that did it is so smart. He's yeah. insane. He's really He's cool. So um, but yeah, so it's called, it's a Bible app um, called Read Scripture. And it has a bunch of really cool videos. Um, another thing I would do is, like, get on the Bible Project YouTube channel. 
Bible Project, YouTube channel. Cool Just stuff. Just watch anything and you'll start getting hooked on like what the, what's in the Bible. It's really cool. And we always recommend the U version of the Bible, also a free download, has youth devotion plans that kind of lead you through reading. But if just opening to the Bible and reading straight out of it is a little overwhelming to you, then the read scripture or the U version of the Bible could be an answer for you at this stage of your life. It's looking very nice, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Kim's braiding does hurt sometimes. Oh my! It does. <laughs> I felt like it was way better than my mom. You look like that that rapper or rapper riff raff. You do. What? what? All right. Next question. Okay. Next question says, "I'm going into high school. Can I still come to Wednesday night after that? Kind of a two-parter. And what is high school night like? Okay. So high school night's Tuesdays." I love high school night. Yeah, so talk good. about it. Yeah, um, we do a lot of the same things. Um, sometimes the messages go a little bit deeper. We go a little bit further into um, God's word and some teachings. Um, so I love that part. And then afterwards, we don't open these elements. Actually, no, we have Pretty been. much not really. We open them before. Yeah, before service, they're open. Like um, the spiders after, open full pit. We sit around in small groups and we talk, and it's awesome. What's happening? Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Kim. I can't even take you seriously. Stop serious being obsessed right with yourself and focus on the You look like Lord. a WNBA basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> Could you have at least. Yes. <laughs> totally. That's so funny. With that note, no. Um, yes, you may start coming if you are uh, eighth grader going into the summer before your freshman year. You can start coming to high school pretty much at any point in the next couple of weeks throughout the whole summer. You can double dip um, throughout the summer as well. We'll give you at some point, we'll say, all freshmen, this is your night. Make the switch. Um, but for now, you can, you can jump back and forth. And <laughs> it is hard to take you seriously. <laughs> This is, this is a great day for me, though. I'm going to not look at you. I'm really happy. Okay, next. We got maybe time for one more. Okay, one more. Um, this one said, what if you're getting bullied at school? What do you do? Um, so another, another way to, to use safe to tell, um, especially if the, the bullying is getting um, escalated um, to anything like straight up very, very bad verbal abuse, any physical abuse, do safe to tell. It's super easy. It's anonymous. Um, I think a lot of times the fear is like you're going to be a tattletale um, if you do that. And it's like a, a sign of weakness if you tell somebody. But if you honestly want the bullying to stop, you need to come to somebody. You need to talk to somebody. Um, the, the quickest way to get it to stop um, would be, uh, you, you know, a teacher. If, if it's in a certain room, if it's on a team, you go to the coach. If it's here, please come to us. Yeah. Um, like in the area that you're immediately like seeing that, that bullying happen. Um, or safe to tell, but the only way it's, it's going to stop is if you tell someone. Um, and I'll tell you, any orange shirt in this room cares, and we will handle it well, and we will protect you. Like that's why that's part of why we're here. So mm -hmm. it would be the best way. Josephine. Yeah. <laughs> so all right, everybody, everybody, close your eyes, just please, for the love, close your eyes. All right, because um, I do want to talk to you guys about this because I understand like bullying. Man, that hurts your heart when that happens. So I just want to create like just a quick moment here. If everybody could close your eyes, because I know you're not going to be able to take me seriously when you're staring at me. But if you're, like by show of hands, who here has been bullied? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of us who have been bullied. 
And I just want you to know, like, God cares yes. that, um, that that happened to you, that it breaks his heart as much as it probably broke your heart that that happened, that um, he loves you and he, and, he, and he wants to know that you are loved and the things that those people said are not true about you, that, that you are cared for, that he loves you, that he has a future for you and plans for you, that those, those kids, are, I feel sorry for them because really they don't understand that what they're doing is they are tearing down a, like the, the heavens, like the, the creative heavens and earth they're tearing down his creation, and that is not something that you want to do. And if that's if you are a bullier, God loves you too, but, but just know that that's what you're doing, is when you're tearing down somebody else, you are tearing down one of God's creations, somebody that God loves so, so much, and he just, his eyes are fixed on them. He cares about them so much, and when you bully somebody, you are tearing that person down. And, God, and those of you, back to you who have been bullied, God, we're sorry that's happened. And we, we really want to help where we can help, but also know that God is there and God is for you. And God wants to just like take care of your heart if your heart is really hurting in that moment. So good and so true. And guys, we want you to know, obviously we weren't able to get to every question tonight, but we do want you to know that we're here for you as pastors, as Orange Team. You can ask us these questions in person Anytime you want, you can come to one of us and say, here's what I'm thinking, here's what I need to know, here's what I'm struggling with, because we want to be there to support you and answer those questions. And so if your question didn't get answered tonight, we'll be down here. You can hit us up. Um, if, if you just want to talk about anything, that's why we're here. We're not here to run a rec center. We're here to talk to you, to love on you, to teach you about God. So we want to do that in your life. And so I want to pray a blessing over you before we dismiss to... Um, play again for a little while. God, we love you. And we just bless these students in the name of Jesus. We bless them with hope. We bless them with peace. We bless them with joy. We ask that you would keep them safe and strong. And Lord, that you would bring them back here next Wednesday night and that your presence would go with them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.